the Jacob and Sir Christmas special, and we're back. So, Merry Christmas to everybody. Merry, Merry Christmas. It's been, it's been a while. Thought we'd, thought we'd treat you all to a, a little Christmas special. Serenade <laughs> you all with our <laughs> lovely voices. Lovely evening voices. And our, and our voice Unconditional breaks. rambling. Oh, it's been ridiculous. Just, just to clue everyone in, I think we've talked for a solid hour. <laughs> and we haven't actually recorded any of it. So we've still, obviously, we've been planning stuff, but you know, we we like things to be natural. So when we do talk, we'd like you to be the first to hear it. Uh, but so of course, you know, amongst all the rambling, we want to get some some value. So we don't want to actual. We don't want to keep you. all of our rambling in here. So for you to take home, you're probably already at home. So, but being Christmas, we figured it'd be a nice time to. Reflect, understand on what we've sort of learnt. You know, it's twenty twenty has been a long year. It has. It's been a good year, actually. It, it was. It's been a, depending how you look at it, you know what it, I mean. Look, even with it, all its ups and downs, and downs, I think there's a there's a lot of lessons to be learnt. You know, I think I think we should insert a trigger warning here. Uh, everything that we're going to speak of is from our experience. Uh, we know that there's people who had a worse year, who yes. had who had a better year. Yeah. Um, but obviously, when I say good, that's obviously contextual to my year and my year. So, please, we know that people were definitely well worse off. Yeah. Um, but we didn't experience that, so we're just gonna have to talk from our experience, and that's as much as we can do. So, please. Keep the comments to yourself. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, this is only our opinion. It's not, you know, we're not, we're not saying, oh, everyone shouldn't be looking, you know, down in the dumps because of the year that we've had. Um, there have definitely been people that have done it tough. Um, people that are still doing it tough, especially closer to Christmas. Uh, in other states uh, where we are, it's not so bad at the moment. Uh, plus, if, plus, if you listen to our previous podcast, you know that we're a big advocates for looking at the silver lining and the more finding the positive yes, message exactly amongst everything because as I like to say experience is 10% what happens to you 90% how you respond to it or how you your outlook on it so that's a, be- that's a beautiful message so like I said two people can look at the same experience in a completely different way so but on that note I think Jacob you know we can talk about what we've our main takeaways from this year because it's been a big year of growth for me personally. Well, yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. And I feel I feel like there's been, we've spent a lot of time at home, um, especially from, you know, March to, I guess, technically early October. Um, and I realised there's a lot of things you can do at home, whereas, you know, I think especially our generation, we're so used to going out and doing things. Which don't get me wrong, I still absolutely love. But you know, I start I started getting back into a lot of things that I felt uh, I felt like I'd never thought I'd say this, but I got bored of playing video games. Wow, I know. I right? don't actually think that that happened. No, I got bored of it. Um, and you know, I still had study to do, obviously. But even after I finished my study, you know, I wasn't on I wasn't on my computer as much. Um, 
was going for walks more too. Um, and I found myself reading books again, which I haven't done in a while, like a long time since like hey. at least you, three or four years. Do you know what I noticed like in those few examples though? It almost felt like you started to enjoy the slower activities. Because yes. I feel like computer games in particular are very fast. Like the dopamine... Oh, like, absolutely. It's released very Don't quickly. get me started on a dopamine. <laughs> it's released very quickly, whereas it seems like you've almost started to enjoy the slower things in life and slow and realize. Oh, seriously, I felt like I've only got, you know, one year older, but I feel so many more years older than I actually am, which is very, very strange. And sometimes I like it, sometimes I don't. Why, why don't you like it, though? I feel like just, just psychologically, I think it just messes with me a little bit. <laughs> it's like, you should be, you know, doing these things, not these things. But then I realise that these are the things that I actually enjoy. Are you talking about, like, wait, wait, It's so like, I, you know, you I should be... don't enjoy reading books. No, I do enjoy reading books. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, if, like, oh, you should be, you know, going out and doing stuff. I've legitimately said no to going out because I was finishing my book, <laughs> which, which is which is sad. But you know, I wanted I wanted to read the book, and it wasn't even that it was like that adult of a, adult of a book. Um, it was. Uh, you remember like the Percy Jackson series? No, I'm not familiar with it. I've seen. I've seen. I've seen the trailers back in like the movies, 2016. Yeah. The movies and that. Yeah, but there's there's a series of books as well. So I finished those, and I thought that I, you know, I'd wanted. I heard that. Uh, his artist's name is uh, Rick Rodoran. He's a good, he's a good, he's a good uh, storyteller actually. But uh, he came out with another set of books after the Percy Jackson books um, called Heroes of Olympus, and I was reading like the first one. Now, actually, like I finished the books while I was at work, and then I literally said, "I was like, okay, I'm gonna order the next four books off eBay," and they arrived within two days, and I finished two of them already. So I've got another two to go, but yeah, I I was reading the first book and someone said, "Do you want to go out and do this?" And this is like just as we were able to go out again, and I can't mm. believe it, but I actually said, "No, I'm reading my book." And people called me crazy. Well, no, only one person called me crazy. Well, it definitely sounds like your you know maybe your priorities realigned or something, or like kind of the uh, the time off the time to yourself made you really reflect or something yeah and maybe understand what what you want long term because lots of books like I said sometimes playing video games it seems short term it you, like almost like sometimes like I can go on for a couple hours and it's just like I know that I'll just get a nice hit of dopamine you know what I mean and just like get off whereas when you start to slow down, it feels like you, I don't know, your dopamine level sort of reset. And I feel like it brings you back to a natural level, actually, is one thing I'm trying to say. Because I've detoxed from, like, social media for a long time. So, like, for me, I feel like I maybe find the more mundane things and find, like, reading books and, like, going for walks a lot more dopamine inducing than a regular person no because i'm not like i'm not expecting that like fast-paced dopamine sort of rush that everyone expects nowadays but i think you you also do that a lot before 
you know, COVID as well. Mm. Like you were, you were very much, you know, exercise and not, not, I was going to say slow orientated, but that's not what I mean. Like you very much, you weren't, you weren't really ever fast paced unless it's sports wise, which then again is just pretty much more walking at a faster speed. If you think about it. It's just walking faster. It's just actions at a faster speed. Mm. I've also I've also learned, and I'll say this now, because you know, as you know, I've recently started working shift work. Yeah. Um, I won't say where, but I work at basically one of the hospitals now. Um, you know, I work up a bit on the wards and work, you know, out the fronts. You know, taking people's temperatures, etc. Um, but often it's shift work, so it's very, you know, it's either an AM shift or a PM shift. Often you'll be asked to like work a double, but I have realized how long a day actually is. Mm. You know, and there's some days where I, you know, I hate working for that amount of time because I'm like, you know, it's such a nice day outside. I don't have to be inside right now. I could be out going for a walk or reading a book. <laughs> yeah, but, but I think I think you only understand how long a day is when you step away from that virtual reality that is like technology mm. because when you're in a game you, you instinctually just lose track of time oh no and I'm... like because time is relative to a sense of course and sometimes like a way I put it like when I go to work it almost feels like one minute but one year at the same time oh yeah. and I really like that because obviously time flies when you're having fun but at the same time, you really want to enjoy every moment over every day because, you know, that's all you have. That's no, all you have. So, but it's, to like overlook it and just like not cherish every second is, but, but it's, yeah. On that topic though, like I've started, I've started waking up like at a solid time every single morning. Like even when I sleep in, I'm waking up at like eight o'clock which for a lot of people is quite early. Um, and, you know, I'll go to bed, like, I used to go to bed, and I'm saying this, like, as someone that's studied and someone, you know, that used to go out late, come home early. I used to go to bed at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning. Mm. Now I get tired at, like, 9 or 10 and want to go to sleep. And I send myself to sleep. I don't say, no, I need to, you know, train my body to stay up later. Or, you know, I'm going out late tomorrow night. I'll prepare myself for it. Exactly. I shouldn't be preparing myself by going to bed late. I should be, you know, sleeping and then actually having that good amount of sleep before I wake up at a reasonable time in the morning. And that's actually how I, I've kind of learned to get the most out of my day, even if I am working. And most of the time I'm working from, you know, like 6.30 in the morning to like 2.30 or 5 at night. Mm. And it's, even then, I find the day so much more enjoyable because I've woken up that early. But I feel like it's not even just the fact you're waking up early. I think you're getting more sleep. Because I was, I was watching this really cool docu-series on, on YouTube by uh, Will Schnauder. Schnauder. It's called Happier. I stumbled across it through CoffeeZilla not long ago. Actually, literally, this weekend. And there was an interesting analogy that he brought up, which was your brain... It's almost like a CFO managing a multinational company, managing the finances and balancing the budgets so that the, the whole organism, as the, the whole company runs smoothly and efficiently. Yeah. And 
that analogy was very interesting because he sort sort of said that like sleep, eating healthy, exercising, you know, that is almost the the money you put into your brain that mm. the budget that your brain's allowed to spend. So like the less money you put in, obviously the less the brain has to spend. So it has to like take it away from somewhere, and usually that comes from your energy reserves. Um, and they even they, they even said if you get really low, your brain will almost start killing itself off to save energy, and like that's where you get like neural diseases because literally it start killing neurons from from itself. Yeah, but like that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like you really get to cherish how long a day is when you are like fully awake and fully like energetic throughout the entire day. Yeah, and not like because I feel like some people coast through the days. Absolutely. As if it's like, because the Sadhguru, okay, another person I really like, he said it really well. He said, you know, well, I just lost it. All right, hep. <laughs> so one of those moments where Sad didn't get enough sleep no, and no, his no, coffee's no. wearing out. Well, it is nine o'clock. It's way past my more, my prime functioning time. But yeah, no, what he, what he said was, because like I said, everyone's like coasting through life almost as they're trying to reach the end goal. Yeah. And he's like, you, you, if you want to reach the end goal, you can. It's a bit, it's a bit like a bit of like a bit of a dark, you know, statement because you know what the end goal is. Yeah. But at the same time, if you're really that like persistent of just coasting through life and reaching the end goal, he's like, the door's always open. Yeah. No, I agree with it. Because like I said, life is the only thing you have, right? But I, in terms of like, in terms of like, I feel like I actually coast through the day better. And on the topic of more sleep and like eating right as well. Like I've found that, you know, I, there's some days where I eat terribly and I know mm. that I do. You know, I'd have like what, so normal normal calories is like 2.2 above depending on, you know, like your 2. weight 2K. range. Yeah, yeah, 2.2K calories, right? There's some days where I was eating like 4K calories and I just felt shit the next day because I knew that, you know, my body was not going to be handling that right. But there's days where I eat less or like the exact amount of food, you know, the best food that I could be eating. I was getting the right sleep. I was drinking, you know, three liters of water mm. and I felt so much better that next day at work and time went so much faster, but I was still enjoying myself. And as you said, it, it kind of felt like, you know, one minute was one year, but yeah. it was only a minute. And yeah. I still had so much to do in that amount of time. And even though everything did go very, very quickly, I enjoyed the entire day. And it was at work dealing with, you know, difficult people, stressful situations, and, you know, standing on my feet for eight hours a day. And I still enjoyed it. Whereas, you know, there's days that I have now that it's like, you know, I ate terribly, terribly that day before, and now I feel crap today. And it gives you like a worse outlook. It gives me a worse outlook on the job, but I know that I love the job because you know it's in, I, especially working inside a hospital during you know this, this time, this pandemic. I feel like I've got a lot of insight, you know, into actually how things operate, and people are like, oh, you know, it's this and this, and I kind of know that it's, it's what they're talking about. But but it's so much more. Like, there's so much more going on behind the scenes that you don't realise. Like, there's, you know, people people are like, oh, yeah, you know, 
those healthcare workers, those nurses, those doctors, you know, it's everyone. It's not just, you know, people are hating on the police, you know, people are doing all of this stuff. And it's kind of, it kind of made me sad, honestly, because I knew that being in that situation, you know, I'm not, there's certain times where I'm not allowed to let people enter the hospital because, you know, we've got so many things mm. going on and I'll get yelled at for it. But people don't understand that it's not, I'm not doing it out of spite. You know, I'm not doing it just because I don't like the look of you. I'm not going to let you enter. And, you know, you have to walk around the building. No, I'm doing it for a reason because not to, not to you know, say, oh, I'm the one saving everyone. Not at all. Mm. It's everyone needs to work together to actually, you know, get past this stage. And while it is almost over, we're almost out of, like, everything. You know, it definitely has been a test of civilization. Oh, yeah. Like, the, the fabrics of it and, like, how strong it actually is. Because if you think about it, like, I was going to go back to another thing, but if you just think about how crazy, like, we're, we're a set, like, a nearly 8 billion strong civilization right now. Yep. And to, to keep that functioning in an orderly manner is, is kind of absurd, the fact that it actually works. It's almost like the economy, like, if you, or even the internet. If you think about any of those infrastructures and organisms, it almost could completely break at like a hairpin of like just something, just something minute breaking. Oh, no. That's how fragile they are. Yeah. But they, yeah. they function, it's crazy. But I was going to say on the topic of diet, because you're talking about how like you feel better um, eating. And now you said 4,000 calories and I don't think the calories make too much of a difference because personally, um, I have got my maintenance up to about 4K. So like for me, I do... I do do about three, three and a half. I was talking like some days. I was talking like bad food. Yeah, yeah. Like that's it wasn't good food. Because now I think this is a good experiment for anyone, especially you, Jacob. I think you can do this one. I think it helps to be in a, in a higher state if um if you get what I mean. But just take a order order something. I did this actually. I kind of created this myself. I didn't hear it from anywhere. It almost the experiment almost happened, or like in retrospect when I reflected upon what I just did, it almost made me realize. <laughs> I was confused by what you just said, but somehow all of it made sense. Continue. It made sense, yeah, to me. <laughs> it made sense to me because I experienced it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. So what I did was I ordered a Domino's pizza, and you know me, I very rarely order. You do not like any that kind fast of food. food. I really you don't, don't like that fast food. Like I don't mind pizza actually. It's one of the, my my more delighted um, takeaways or like foods of choice if I have to. But Domino's, oh my god, it's 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 definitely monopolized and it's disgusting. But the thing is, it's not even the taste. What I did was, I just ate it right, and in the movies and stuff, they really glorify having pizza. And just watching stuff and watching like Netflix. It's like glorified. And I really, I, I very rarely do it and I wanted to try it. So I did. And I was like I mentioned in a bit of a higher state and I took a bite of this pizza. And the energy that was flowing through my body was so negative. So negative. I can't even like, I it didn't feel like I was eating food. It felt like I was eating energy. Okay. It sounds a bit weird, weird but just hear me on this. Every bite, I, I couldn't even finish the pizza. I got like a couple slices in and I just felt my body worsening and worsening every bite. So I just stopped. I put it aside. I was like, it's probably just better I stop. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like you're saying you were only really, you weren't really eating it. You weren't getting really any nutrition out of it. It was just. No, I was getting nutrition, but it, like I could, obviously there was like macro, like slight macronutrient, but it's not even like, it was more like 
food is just energy at the end of the day. Oh, it is, yeah. So, like, I was eating it and the energy was just negative. I felt myself, like, getting... Like, obviously, you eat energy to, like, be more productive. Yeah. I was getting less productive. But, but then the next time, I was like, all right, I'm just going to do healthy food. Mm. So I was like, I'm going to make a massive fruit salad, and I'm going to see what happens. How big was this fruit salad? It was a big bowl. A couple mangoes, a couple punters of strawberries, a bit of blueberries. Like, I want, I want a couple plums. I want pretty big. Any bananas? Pears? No, no bananas. But... I just this was just an experiment. Just just in my head, I was like, okay, if that's what happened that when I did when I had pizza, what's gonna happen when I have this? And everybody, it was you know that scene in Ratatouille when he takes a bite of the strawberry and like those like colorful lights appear. In his <laughs> yes, head? I do. That yeah, is yeah. exactly what was happening, and every bite was like magical. I almost felt like I was I was reaching a higher state. Like the energy was so positive. And I think that is the crazy thing about food. It's not even the calories. It's like, like that, it was so it, it was so eye opening that I really haven't done any fast food since. But that's the crazy thing about food because you know if we if food, you know we 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 want to enjoy food. That's the purpose of us eating it. Sometimes it's not just for the nutritional value. It's to actually enjoy the taste of it. It is which an is, experience. Which is why fast food and you know. I'm sure me and plenty of others are guilty of having fast food way too often or more than we should be anyway. But the reason it's so addictive is because it's got those addictive sugars, etc., etc. But if we actually want to enjoy the food that we're actually having, the point is to actually have good food because we know, you know, we know what's in it. We know that it tastes good. You know, there's plenty of good food. Like, I don't specifically like all the time, like, you know, lettuce and spinach and, you know, greens but i'll happily have you know peas beans i'll have all of those and it's definitely foods that i won't eat mm. like for example i'm not a, the biggest fan of mushrooms i'll still eat them but that's not you know that's not a food that i like was that's the good thing about restaurants is that you can actually go out and you can actually pick a food that you like and a lot of the time the foods that we're picking we're picking them not because of their nutritional value but because they taste good yeah, well, at some point in history, scientists and, you know, astronomers, the people, the people that, well, not astronomers, but the people <laughs> who work for those fast food companies, they realize that our body, re, re, like our brains in particular, react quite well to the combination of sugar and fat. Yeah. That's why we love cakes. Cakes, cakes and sweets are all just, literally just fat and sugar. Yes. And there's literally no other ingredients, fat and sugar. But it is the worst thing for our brains. But the thing oh, is, our brains are almost... They can't comp like they, they don't. It's not aware. It's like it's weird because you did you just have did you just have a bunch of sugar and fat consciously? Just... Consciously, you know <laughs> that you're not supposed to. But for some reason, when you give yourself when you eat it, your brain thinks it's good or like it really obviously you have like an insulin spike. But but you know, I just thought it was very interesting. And like when you touched on diet, I I think it's definitely obviously you want to maintain your calories, but if you just start to eat just foods that come naturally, even if it's, like, meats. Like, I'm not even saying go vegan. Like, even just as, like... Definitely not going vegan. Even if it's, like... I'm not vegan. I'm not even vegetarian. But just eating stuff that was here on, like, the planet that come from Mother Nature. Not fast food, not processed food. Yeah, processed. That's the kind of word. But that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, a lot of, like, entertaining food nowadays and... 
you know, I do love entertaining food, you know, like your cabana, your dips, you know, your crackers, your all of that. But a lot of that is processed. It's all sugar. It's well. not, it's like all, sugar packed, fats, all, yeah. packed, all packed with sugar. And, you know, we know that. But, like, if I get some normal yogurt and I get some, you know, normal cucumber or something like that, and I try my tzatziki myself, it has probably, I'm guessing, maybe one quarter of the calories than one that you would buy at the store. Mm-hmm. And probably twice the nutritional value as well. It doesn't have all that sugar. You know, the reason, you know, the reason that all these foods are actually packed with it is because we as a civilization require, you know, that food. And whether or not we have enough money or not to buy that stuff, you know, we, we do still need food to survive. And I think consumers have got it, not consumers, producers particularly, have got it in their heads that people will buy something that they enjoy eating. No, producers have programmed you into, like, like, they've programmed your brain, like, literally. No, no, I absolutely, I with with social media, but also what's in the food. Food food has tons of additives in it, and not all of the additives are bad. Some additives are good, they're there for a reason, and that's why we have uh, fluorine in our toothpaste now, you know, because we actually, uh, what was it, like, something like 93% of Australians or something weren't, weren't getting enough fluorine in our diets. Which is like that fluorine's for like teeth, bones, everything, um, and we were all deficient, so they put it in our water supply. You know that's a good additive, but if you're talking like I don't know, I can't even say this word anymore, and I know what it is because I had to study it. Phenylalanine. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. I wouldn't know if you're wrong or right. So. <laughs> no, people could look up phenylalanine. Um, it's basically like an additive that you put in almost like everything nowadays. It's pretty much in all processed foods, all drinks, especially um, uh, no sugar drinks. So basically, like if you're, if you're, uh, there's actually a disorder nowadays that the the cases are actually getting increasingly higher because it's in so many foods that the body's basically turning it away, saying no, I don't want it anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a genetic condition, but there's there's research into how you know the processed foods that we're actually eating daily. All of the ones that don't have any like sugar, like natural sugar, even if they are processed, they all have the phenylalanine. It's a very difficult word to say. Seriously, like it's a tongue twister for me. I can't I'm even try. Um, and it's no, it's worse than sugar. Like it's terrible for the body. Um, but this is only in processed food. You're saying in processed yeah. food. So it's not normally. It's technically an, it's an it's an amino acid. So it's found in almost everything. But there's just higher quantities in processed food and. It is bad for the body. You know, sugar Sugar is good for the body in some way. Like, you know, a certain amount of glucose, a certain amount of fructose each day. I was going to say fructose, yeah. Fructose is good, but it's you can you can have sugars. too much fructose. You can have too much of anything. Too much of anything is a bad thing. You know, we, we know this already. Um, you no, know, I've been talking for a while. Is even too much of coffee Coffee. bad? No. I was wondering how we're going to, like, transition. But segue yeah. into that. No, that was a good segue. Coffee. I enjoyed that. That was actually next on our list to talk about because we... Jacob just felt like coffee was a fun topic. And I like I like talking about coffee because I have very mixed opinions you about were, it. This man was hyper about half an hour. I love <laughs> I love the taste of coffee, okay? Like don't get me wrong. Like if I, I just get a long black and I sip on it and I'd love the taste. But I don't like my body depending on caffeine. See, I really don't. See I don't think mine depends on caffeine anymore, but I think because I've had coffee for so long, like I've been having coffee since I was probably 19, I reckon. I wasn't actually drinking it. 
didn't drink it through year 12, didn't drink it through year 11, any of that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I'm so used to coffee now that I could have a coffee now and still go to sleep. I don't think, I just don't See, think it. I think that's a, like, that's like a, a trick though, because you're a, you're a scientist, you're a biomachine. I feel like you should know this. Like, even though you're asleep or you're technically asleep, the caffeine is still stimulating your brain, which means you're technically not getting a proper rest. Because even I know, I had just had coffee before. It was like 8 p.m. Yeah. I only did it because of the podcast. But I know that my... Even though I'm going to go to <laughs> gotta sleep keep, now... Got to keep you hyper for that podcast. Even though I know I'm going to sleep now, it's not going to be the same quality of sleep because my brain is still going to be sort of basically stimulated by that caffeine. Oh, absolutely. But I think... Because, you I know, think, the half-life is more like six hours or something. Eight hours. For what, coffee? Yeah. I'm guessing so. I don't know if I'd use the term half-life for it. But it does make sense what you're saying. Yeah. I think it's with, especially with sleep cycles, you know, I haven't learned much about sleep cycles, but from what I know, you've got, um, uh, what is it? REM sleep? REM sleep. Yeah. Which is basically before you enter your deep sleep. Um, or I think so. Anyway, if I'm wrong, someone correct me, message me or something like that. But I'm fairly certain, you know, the first stage of when you sleep is your rapid eye movements, which is what REM stands for. Um, and it's, you're not quite, your brain's not quite asleep. It's very still agitated. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you had coffee, you'd probably have longer lasting um, REM cycles. Yeah, not... so you'd say you have like less of the deep sleep. Yes, yeah. so you'd have less deep sleep, which... which well, that's when most of the magic happens, really. Yeah, you know, your brain gets some rest. Everyone, everyone's brain needs rest. You know, technically we should be getting sleep every night. Not people, but not many people do, to be honest. I know there's a lot of people, and I'm guilty of it probably once or twice. Um you know, not too much sleep per day. Um, but I think I think it's actually unhealthy for us to get m- too much sleep as well. No, it's definitely balanced. Because you, you kind of need... I think I think for like people said, our age... moderation. Yeah, exactly. But people our age, I think, are only supposed to have about seven to eight hours of sleep maximum. We're not actually supposed to have more than that because then our body's kind of... You know, I'm not even going to try to bother explaining that because I've got no clue. But I'm, fa- I'm fairly certain that it is quite unhealthy to have too much and too little sleep yeah no, i agree and coffee you know coffee doesn't help that i feel like you know there's that whole caffeine definitely keeps you awake it does to a certain degree but i feel like if you if you if you're used to having caffeine it's kind of because another it's, it's similar to dopamine yes you, like when you don't get it from like that fast-paced like sort of stimulus you usually get from social media and technology, the real world can sometimes see lack, seem yeah. lacklustre, and caffeine's the same. Well, it acts on because, the same re- it acts on the same type of receptors. Yeah, it raises it raises your main sort of your base level of energy. Yeah. So that you become dependent on it because you just notice energetic without it. No. But for, for me, it's almost I do it like once a week. You know what I mean? Otherwise, often other times I drink decaf because I still like I said I love the taste. So I love decaf. I feel like I feel like we're trying to we're like not advocating coffee right now. We're definitely advocating coffee. Coffee's great. I'm not. I'm I'm advocating decaf. You're advocating the taste of coffee. I'm a, yeah. If you like I'm an advocate taste. for coffee, but you shouldn't have more than one a day. I wouldn't even. I'd say once a week. You have coffee once a week. Once pro- proper caffeine, like once a week. That's because you're not. Or you do like two days on, two days off. <laughs> mind like you, three days on, three days mind off. You lady, like mind you, ladies and gentlemen, I remind you that this man has one cup of coffee and he's bouncing off the walls for two hours. Whereas me, I have a cup of coffee. I might have, you know, 
slightly higher voice for the next couple of minutes, and then I'm done. Yeah, but that's because you, you, you at this point you brought you probably need more than one cup of coffee just to like get to the same elevated energy level that I'm at. But I don't have it because for the caffeine. My body, my I have it because it tastes good. I absolutely agree with you. Coffee tastes lovely. Oh, it's amazing. I just made. I just made. We had a coffee machine in the other room, and I just made. We have. I don't even know where the beans are from. I think they're from. Is it? You said Brazil, I believe. I think they're Brazilian or Arabic. They're one of the two. Anyway, Arabic. It sounds very fancy. Kind of. I haven't even become a connoisseur of coffee beans yet, but I'd like to. It sounds very interesting. Oh, 100%. Like wines. You know, I'd like to learn more about wine. Too. I wanted a proper coffee tasting, and there's more levels to coffee than I ever thought. <laughs> How did you go with that coffee tasting? Because you would have had so much caffeine. No, it was on very it. small doses. It, oh, okay. it was like a, it was like a vino tasting, you know what I mean? Like, you just, like, sniff it, and you, like, tiny sip, sip it. Yeah. It's, like, a little bit, but you get the... These are, like... Coffees, you go to like the proper roasteries and you pay like a hundred bucks for like a hundred grams. You know what I mean? These, oh, are, like, these are like single origin from one farm, from one family out in like the Himalayas or something. Even that's probably not where you'd make coffee. At China. But like, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, there's different levels. Yeah. And like, yeah. the stuff you buy from Coles that like mixed blend is just like the most basic stuff. But personally, what I did learn from that coffee tasting is I actually prefer a mixed blend. You do? The other one's a little bit too free for my liking. Are we talking about wine? No, no, coffee. Because it just like sounds like you're talking. It sounds like you're talking about wine. Coffee is the same. Coffee and wine are the same thing. Oh, it's both made from a fruit. Some taste naturally more nutty, and some t- taste naturally more yeah. more fruity. Like I would, I would bet, like I'd be safe to say that the the hazelnut coffees you get from Coles probably have artificial hazelnut oh, flavoring. Very much so. But if you go to a proper roastery, you can actually get naturally flavored because of each each. Co- like coffee fruit naturally has a different flavor but that's a different topic have we turned into a coffee podcast <sighs> we're not advocates for coffee <laughs> <laughs> we're anyway just, we're just no, talking no, about back, at, back the on the conversation because i because i said i said i was making the coffee but i actually used almond milk instead of milk okay and i actually love the taste of almond milk coffee it is great it tastes way better than milk coffee does don't get it from like, because I've had it from Maccas a few times, which, you know, the coffee from Maccas I'll get in the morning because, you know, I'm going to work mm. and I don't want to wake everyone up in the house with a grinder. But the one at home tastes awesome. Like if you if you get, uh, I think the temperature on the machine is set to 63 degrees. We're about to get into some deep coffee making stuff right now. So maybe for a minute, some pen and paper. Don't, don't stress out, Sebastian, okay? I'm not advocating coffee. I'm advocating the way that I make it. I'm not stressing. There's a difference. So you we said, me, so it's so it's thinly thinly ground coffee. So it's a I, I don't even I think the settings on like a twenty one or a twenty two. I don't know what that means, but it, it sounds good. And so you know you grind it, and then you put it on sixty three degrees. You warm the milk up to about sixty three degrees. You don't want boiling milk. That's terrible. It burns. You don't want that. Anything above eighty tastes terrible. I've tested it. Believe me. Okay. Trial and error. Best thing in the world. Do it. Except if it's something to do with fire. Don't. Trial and error, that it's not good. Yeah, you don't need to use fire. <laughs> well, you can to heat up milk, but don't trial with fire, which is actually kind of a saying. Don't don't trial with fire. Put it's a bad thing to do. Sticker. Yeah, I think it is. There's I want to buy one. We should start a bump. I think we come up with so many bumper sticker worthy quotes that we need to start a bumper sticker company. Because um, bumper stickers are so dead right now. If you think about it. Oh, they are. We could bring them back. I want to bring 2021. them. Twenty twenty one. 
I don't even think I have one on my car yet. I don't think you do either. No, I don't. But speaking of 2021, goals, you know, I think, you know, fresh year. I don't like, actually, I don't really like the games of fresh year. It's just, you know, like... It's even, another year. Even birthdays, it's just a day, right? But I'm just saying, yeah, yeah. I feel like 2021 is going to be a bit more a bit more of a uh, smoothie, I think. I think a lot of the uh, the main the main turbulence is over. Mm. I think we're going to be back to normal. But I was going to talk about goals even in the sense that when when COVID was like at its peak and everyone had like days where they weren't doing much or they were at home, I feel like goals really help sort of keep that routine. Yeah. No, agreed. But it was, it was very with. And I think moving into twenty twenty one, you know, I think goals are always. I don't know. Goals are good. I feel like I'm being juxtaposed here because I feel like sometimes I don't advocate for goals, but sometimes I do. No, but I think. I know, every, what's your opinion? It's good to have. What I've learned. Again, obviously, there's lots of people that study along with me but when you when you go to uni there's like a unit you have to take it's like what are your goals for your future what are your goals for you know one year from now six months from now five years from now and ten years from now yeah i i find it very difficult to plan actually i think i find it harder to plan earlier than i do long term i think long term is probably easier to plan for because you can say you know i want to be here in 10 years i want to be there in five years even two years is pretty, you know, I want to be either studying this or I want to, you know, I want to have this in two years. That's still a goal. Whether or not you need or you, whether you're not, or not you need that item or you need that position. You know, you want that position. That's something to strive for. I think that's kind of, that's... See, I'm, I think I'm an advocate for making goals for the day or even tomorrow, but I almost feel like that's enough. Like, I feel like having vague goals for the future because, like, even if I just think as an example for myself, I did have goals for next year, Mm. but I think I told you this, they literally changed my entire goal, my entire life, not life, I feel like it's just a different path to get to kind of where I want to go, so maybe I do have life goals, but my entire trajectory and how I got there literally changed one phone call. Hmm. Because I was very happily self-employed, you know what I mean, and my old, I've heard this story. And my past employer from a year and a half ago gave me a call as an emergency fill-in, and I agree, because you know, especially when you're doing e-commerce, you know, there's definitely a lot of downtime. So I thought it'd be a nice way to, especially can also be lonely. So I thought it would be a nice way to. Catch up with the lads. <laughs> Sounds so sad. Catch up. Oh, definitely, you know, being self being self employed always has the downs are very low, but I feel like the ups, you can't get from being regularly employed. If that makes sense. Mm. Yeah. So like, you definitely have way lower lows, but way higher highs. But yeah, I picked up the phone, and it was my past employer, and he asked if I could fill in for the week, and I said yeah because at the time it was just one week, and I was like, you know what, get some social interaction. <laughs> with my my past co-workers and now um i've been there for a whole month because i just agreed to stay for the end till the end of the end of the year because you know christmas is here i figured what's what's one extra month right 
And now I have a new position there in sales. And now, because of that, <laughs> because of that, because of chromogen and talking with the, uh, talking with the, the big boss, I've even applied for university, which was definitely off the table. Which was a long time. Crazy because I know you and you're not a university type. You don't like that kind of you're much more you're very into personal learning. You don't really like the mm. university's very strictly taught. I feel like some I feel like most of it's just the experience of it and like just the paper at the end. But like <laughs> did, did I expect to be doing uni and having a full time or like a part time position next year? No. No way. No way. mind you this is the same employer that I also worked for. And I think this all started with a singular Snapchat. Yeah, exactly. This, this started with one Snapchat and I said, does anyone want a full-time position in a warehouse? Seb, Seb replied. I think Seb and I worked there for about how long together? Well, I was there for a year and a half, like full-time, basically. And you came... At that time, back then, you were coming at least, like, once a week. Yeah, at least. Um, now, not so much. <laughs> now, I'm a little bit less frequent. But maybe maybe the moral of the story is to just say yes. Yes. Because I know... I, yes, man. It's a good movie. Like, I think I've definitely become more open to, like, more open to saying yes. Because it just... You never know what lies behind that door. No. And that, yeah, of course it may be, it may not, and like I'm just saying, say yes to smart things, people. If somebody asks you to do something stupid, that's vividly stupid, just don't say yes. <laughs> I'm just saying yeah, when don't. an opportunity arises for a new job and maybe you're not happy with the one or maybe you just want a new experience, just say yes. You never know where it goes. You really don't. I feel like if someone asked me to like, like, I love, you know, one day I've always dreamed of like someone asking me, yo, do you want to like drive that way tomorrow? Or do you want to like, you know, do you want to go to like Sydney for two days? Not right now. Mm. I don't want to go to Sydney right now. But, you know, if someone asks me that in the future, chances are I will say yes. Because I want that to happen. I don't know what's going to happen on the trip. I don't care who it is that asks me. I'll go with them. Or actually, it depends who it is. But I'll go with them still. <laughs> and, you know, whether or not it comes to a job or... You know, whether or not I want to study something in the future or I want to, you know, go for a drive, eat something. Unless it's something poisonous. Don't eat something poisonous. It's a bad idea. Bad. Don't bad, do it. bad, bad idea. Or coffee. Too much. Don't say yes to coffee always. Be conscious is all I'm saying. Be conscious about how much coffee you drink. That's the moral <laughs> one message. That, that, that's the takeaway from this podcast. Be, be conscious co about coffee conscious. Coffee drink. Or caffeine because there's plenty of other things that give you caffeine. Drinks. Pretty, it's pretty much drinks. I can't think of many other things that give you caffeine other than caffeine pills. Yeah. Okay, but maybe what I'm trying to say, actually, because I, I just had this thought, because my goals, and I think actually maybe it is okay to have long-term goals. Like I said, I still think that I'm gonna, I'm going to the same place, just through a different route. I think what I'm trying to say is don't let your goals be very strict. You need to have flexibility in life. I think you need to have an end goal. You don't need to have you don't need to have goals leading up to something like I a hundred percent need to do this before I do that. You might not necessarily need to do that before you do that. Mm. That's not that's not how an end goal should work. As long as a goal 
like, for example, a goal in sports, as long as you get the goal, it doesn't matter how you did it. Go for the highlights. <laughs> doesn't matter how you got that goal. Yes. Yeah, you true. got the goal. Yeah, yeah. I get what you mean. There's no, you know, you might get a foul or, you know, you might have some, I you like might have this. some issues along the way. This is a really good, I came up with this in the spot, by the way. I like this. I don't know where this came from, but you get the keep point. Going, it's, going, going. it's, you know, you, you, you can get a red card, a yellow card. That's soccer for you. Get a suspension. Yeah, a suspension. Get injected. Tech foul. Anything. And get an injury, you know. <laughs> I mean, that just happens normally, yeah, to be fair. But, but you get the point. It's very... You don't actually need to... There's a roundabout way to everything. It doesn't matter. Especially to all the... And I know all the um, VCE students this year have had it tough. Please. Please. Pretty please. Take your ATARs seriously, but don't take them seriously. You can get anywhere you want to be. It's not like everything's the end of the world. Uh, life is not serious. No, it's not. It's You've well, probably heard that on a podcast before, but life is not serious. You you should be having fun. You know, learn. Learning's a great thing. Responsibly have fun. Exactly. You, you know, I, I think, to be fair, in terms of studying, I think learning's one of the funnest things I could possibly do because I'm into that. And obviously, you're very much into learning as well. Mm. But it's... I love it. There is very two different different ways of learning that we've done. Like, because you've never been to university before, whereas that's pretty much all I've done. I've done what sixteen years, seventeen years of straight study. Yeah, formal like education. That's, like that's very much it's as you said, very formal education. Whereas something that that you've done is very it's personal. You mm. know, it's it's that casual education, but you're in a particular industry where your kind of education is priceless because you've got. I feel like you would definitely have, and for people that are listening, there's don't yeah, ever let far. Congratulations, congrats by the way, because we often go on rants. Like I think we've got like very therapeutic. I think we just have we just it is nine o'clock on a Monday evening, and I think at this point we just we're just sort of vibing with each other. We don't know how long it's going to go. We kind of have like two more main po- talking points. Um, That's about it, really. But but I feel like we've gone back to coffee about five times in other go, talking yeah, points. Yeah, we've definitely looped to all the other ones but it's good yeah 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 no no but it's good I mean goals goals shouldn't be linear they they shouldn't be they're not meant to be linear I don't think I mean when you draw like a line of goals you know how teachers ask you like what are you going to do to get that goal what do you have to do to get that goal there are 20 different ways to reach your objective like it's not it's not like in you know for example any video game lovers out there you know, you've got to do something and the game makes you do it a certain way. Mm. Real life is not supposed to be like that. That's that's not how things are supposed to be. Because life is a lot more dynamic. It is. It's ever-changing. And it all comes down to that whole, like, idea of the end goal. Like, it's it's good to have a goal, but at the end of the day, life is just a journey, right? It is. So you just... Life is a highway. I'd almost argue that if you can get to the same end point or, like, to your same quote-unquote goal and one takes you one year and the other one takes you three years but the one year you know you're really not going to enjoy yeah but the th- the other one the three years you're going to be you're going to be in a state of ecstasy for like the whole time i would almost argue you take that three year out it's going to take you longer but you're going to enjoy the process no and think- at the end of the day you're going to reach your goal and you're going to have another goal anyway and if you're just chasing that goal after goal after goal and choosing the shortest, most painful route, then you're not really living, I don't think. Because I always have this argument that being alive and living are two different things. Yeah. And I think there was a, 
one of my TV shows um, that I'm watching currently, there was a line, uh, and they said, what was it? Life without love isn't really living. And I think, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be love in that picture. Like, obviously, you know, loving family, you know, girlfriend, boyfriend, partner, whatever it is. But Loving is also just a state of mind. That's exactly, that's everything. Like, there isn't really too much to be... You can be alive but not living. There is there is such a thing, and I think. You know, there's people that... You know, obviously people in hardship, you know, they're, they're absolutely living life. You'd be surprised, like, how up-spirited people are, even though that they are going through hard times. And it's not because it's... They know exactly what they're going through, but they look at things completely differently to how we do. Because, you know, we've bought, been brought up in a culture where we think it's not okay to be that way, mm. which is so strange to me because, you know, I've done not particularly, like, there's many people that have done, you know, that do, like, charity work or, you know, they research into these things. And it's like, that kind of stuff is, you know, try something new. Don't don't necessarily, again, we've mentioned end goal probably, like, 15 times by about now. But try something new, you know, play a different sport, do some charity work. Charity work's great, by the way. Advocate it 100%. It is. It's good for the soul. It is. Um, you know, try some different food. You know, I've said that I've hated food but or hate, hated certain food, but I'll still try that food. Like, num- number of different ways, you know. You know, try meeting new people. That's always a good thing. People are very apprehensive to meet new people, and I find that very strange. I love meeting new people. Meeting new people is great. You don't know what they have to it's offer. It's scary, but I think it's scary for both parties. You know what I mean? Oh, it is. So, like, they're more afraid of, both, of you than you are world. of them, okay? Treat everyone like a dangerous animal and you'll be okay. And the worst thing they say is no. <laughs> that is true, yeah. That's that is true. Like, if you do everything in a responsible manner, the worst outcome is just a respectful no and then you move on. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like this has turned into life lessons, not lessons from 2020. No, like you said, we, this year was a very big year of growth. Oh, I think. Well, so, I think but I don't think it, like I, I think that I had you know some of these ideas before twenty twenty, but mm. I think twenty twenty is kind of one of my favorite words. Exacerbated these ideas. It's a nice word. It is a very lovely word. Um, well, you know, kind of emphasised the point. I think too. It's not there's you know especially when it comes to a routine. You know, I love routines. You know, I stick to them daily. Mm. Um, but I think there's people that don't necessarily live by a routine, which is, you know, there's, there's always those guys that are like, you know, traveling the world, like, oh, we don't know what we're going to do. We could go, you know, we could go France tomorrow. We could go Sweden. We don't know. We'll get there eventually. Personally, I like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I very much, I can imagine, I can envision, envision you do that. Yeah. But like I said, there's two different types of people. You prefer routine, I prefer lesser routine. Yeah. But I think even when you don't have a routine, you still have a routine, don't you? You know, the core practices are always there. Make your bed in the morning, brush your teeth, you know, have a shower. You can make your bed at night, it doesn't matter. Because I always talk about chromogen, okay? Mm. And I love chromogen. <laughs> it is a special place. And one that you can only really comprehend when you've been there for a solid amount of time yeah I think six months is enough is enough to sort of actually probably even less three months is enough to get a very vivid picture but one thing I love about that place 
is no day is ever the same. No, it's not. Like it's not. It's almost it's funny because the routine tasks are always the same. Yes. But the day is never the same. No. Which is a very hard thing to accomplish, I think. And it almost reminds me of like every sitcom I've ever watched, like Community and The Office. It's like or like Parks and Rec. It's a very mundane thing and they're doing basic day to day tasks. But that filler stuff that that happens. Oh, we've joked about this several times. We could probably make a sitcom TV show out of what happens. I still really want to write one. <laughs> I do. It would be so fun. I really do. Again, anyone that's looking for something to do, write a sitcom. Yes. Do it. We'll watch it. We'll, we'll give you honest opinions. We, we love watching sitcoms. I think we've watched most sitcoms. But you know what I think? I think the biggest sitcom is life. You know who told me this? Steve actually brought it up today. Yeah. And I, like Steve... Did you I, say the word sitcom? Really, no, no, no. He talked about absurdity, which was really strange because yeah. Steve doesn't come across maybe sometimes as the guy to think about those... Have we talked about Steve on the podcast? No. Not, not, as people, much, not as much as we should have. There's certain people that will know who Steve is. Steve is... is A character. One of my favourites, to be honest. One of my he's, he's a, alive. He's, he's a good mate of ours. Seb probably sees him a lot more than I do um, because he works at the warehouse a bit more. But, um, you know, we catch up on occasion and it's a good time. But yeah, he said that life doesn't make sense. And I've always advocated for that. And like, you know what, you know what I think? Because when I was just thinking about this whole sitcom idea, the moment we try to script what happens in Chromogen, it'll never be as funny. It'll never be as real. And it just, it will never be the same as what like we experience on a day to day. No. Because the ultimate reality show is real life. And, like, you just can't script real life. And I think that's what Steve said to me. Like, you can't script these things. And I'm like, you really can't. Again, and saying you can't script real things, moving back onto our point of goals, again, that's very, very similar to what we were talking yeah. about because you don't need to script your entire life. Have an end goal, um, you know, whether you want to, you know. You know, one of my end goals, you know, a couple of years ago was to study medicine. But I've recently decided that I want to do nursing before I get there. Mm. So... You know, my plan, my plan was to go straight into something like that. But I think, you know, you know, my mom and like many people at the hospital have said that some of the best doctors are those that actually had that experience beforehand. And while, you know, I don't want to be, you know, following people, I don't want to be part of that herd, but I know that I'd actually probably enjoy doing that more than something else. I feel like I'd, you know, I feel like I'd be great at doing that sort of thing. You know, I've also I've also considered you know maybe a you know do teaching or something like that. You know, I love talking to people. Mm. I've actually really contemplated teaching as well. Yeah, I'd love to hear why you'd want to do it though. I just I love anyone that knows me. As soon as something's brought up, I immediately try and like jump on it and be like, "Well, actually," and I you know sometimes <laughs> it's very annoying, and I'll agree because I just can't help it. Like it's. I always want to get involved in conversation. I love telling people things, not necessarily in that assertive manner, but, you know, I love teaching in that respect. Like, I love informing people on things that they don't already know, that they find interesting. And, like, seeing the look on people's faces when they find out something interesting, it's like, I never knew that. I was like, yeah, it's actually really fascinating. And then I'll go into it more, which, again, annoys a lot of people. (laughs) So I feel like I'd be, I feel like, you know, I'd enjoy that sort of thing. Um, and again, end goals, you know, I, my end goal is always to get into that sort of medical field and whether or not that's, you know, in a lab or as a doctor or as a nurse, I, 
at the moment, I really do not care. You know, I don't think you know this one, Jacob. I've, I've told a few people, but you want to know one of my real big goals in life, like my overarching goals? Yeah. It's to do every job possible, excluding the ones that obviously require like several, like of being a specialist, like being a doctor or like a lawyer. They require lots of formal education, but like anything that like requires like a basic business degree. That's kind of why I'm doing a business degree as well, which is what I've I've realized that to reach my overarching goal, which is a very loose goal. Can you run a coffee cart? I need it. I want to. I want to do a lot of things. I want to do everything. Is it only going to be decaf? It'll be a decaf coffee place. I like that. And I put that with inside my porridge place. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> it's almost like the ultimate life journey goal is to do everything life has to offer. And that's really been my, that's my overarching goal. And that's why even in the last year, I think I have like three jobs, an internship and like two businesses. It's just like, I just love, I crave new experiences and like, I feel like my, my goal sort of helps push me to do new things and like take those risks because I just really want to do everything. I just think, especially now with the miracles of modern medicine, we live to 80 years old and like my granddad's like 70 and he like functions like a well-oiled machine, you know what I mean? So I'm like, I have, if, sometimes I see like some of the boys who've been in the same place for 15 years, kind of scares me. Yeah. I'm like, it's like living ground, like in Chromogen, you know, like I said, every day is the same, but not the same. But like at the same time, this, the, the world is amazing and it's so big and it's full of so many. On that topic, on yeah, that topic. Life though. makes me tear up sometimes. <laughs> You're tearing up right now, I can I see. I love life. But it's, it's, it's interesting that you say that because I... I think that the older generation is very used to like working that same job for like a certain amount of years. Like, um, you know, I know people that have been working in the same industry for like 25 years, you know, 30 years. They've still got that background knowledge, right? But they're working the same job. They don't change positions at all. You know, they might get demoted, promoted, you know, it's kind of that roundabout cycle. Yeah. But I couldn't see myself, like even if I went into like teaching or nursing or you know, becoming a doctor, I couldn't see myself doing the same thing for 15 years. Yeah. I'd want to change it up. You know, after, like, say, you know, say you're a mechanic, right? I couldn't imagine doing that for 15 years. No well, matter how much... mechanic, like, just change the thing you fix. I mean, go from, like, cars to bikes to aeroplanes. It's something different. Yeah, like, be an aeronautical engineer. Why not? Because the only problem I've found with, with the world we live in now, because we're definitely millennials. millennials. Oh, Yes, millennials can't yes, stay in so. a job for very long, but the world almost rewards specialists rather than generalists, which is why it's always been, I think, since high school. I maybe I'm, this has sort of been my goal since high school. Actually, like I don't know if I've shared it with many people, but having an online business has almost been a way to have that reoccurring revenue in the background to then allow myself to be that generalist and like just do whatever you want, every job possible. Yeah. Where I think does not sound does that not sound amazing? It's, it does sound amazing, but I think that's actually a really good way to distinguish us because I just realised you're a generalist, generalist, and I'm a specialist. Yeah. And well, look, I'm not that specialist. I still do other things besides what I want to do. No, but you definitely have like. But I have a more doctor, direct. You got to be pretty special. That's like, true. Like, I'm a special. You I'm need a special to know boy. knowledge in a very like 
detailed knowledge in a very specific thing. There's there's definitely people listening to this podcast that are like, this guy is an absolute idiot. What is he doing? And there's there's no doubt in my mind that I want to do that thing. And I've said, I think I think it's, it's very weird because I've had the idea. Of, I think when I was six, I wanted to work with animals and I wanted to become a vet, mm. right? And then I think when I got to nine, I wanted to be a doctor. So I've known for 12-ish years what I wanted to do, which is nuts to mm. some people. Like, you know, my sister a year ago didn't know what she wanted to do. And, like, she's just graduating now. She's like, oh, I wanted to do this a year ago. I was like, oh, I know what I wanted to do since I was, like, nine. Yeah, some people just have that calling, I reckon. Not, not many people can actually say that they know, know what they want to do when they're nine years old. I definitely couldn't. And... I, you know, there's some times where I really doubt, I, I, there's some times where I very much doubt myself, but I, it's a weird, gut feeling, but weirdly, I don't think I do. Like, it's just like, oh, I don't know if I can, you know, I don't know if I'd be bothered doing that thing, mm. but I know that I'll eventually end up doing that thing. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not worried about like, say for example, if I failed like a unit or at uni or something like that, I would not be worried. Like I know, you know, I get all this backlash from like my parents like, oh, why didn't you study harder? You know, obviously, I should have studied harder if I failed a unit. <laughs> like, I've never done that ever. I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've ever failed a subject. To be fair, but if if I was at that point where I was, you know, doing that, and I'd come to the decision where I don't want to do it anymore because I've just failed something. What if I fail it in the future? I don't get paranoid about that because you know that's something I want to do, and I think my Final advice for everyone. I think we've still got a few more things to talk about. But we have one my, last point. My, my final thing, my, my very big point for some people that are listening right now is if you feel like doing something, do it. Does, yes. not, does not matter how you get there. You know, I know I will eventually get to that stage in my life where I want to be there. But, you know, I could, to be fair, I could do anything I wanted to next year. I could work full time. I could take a gap year and travel. I could whatever I want I will do and it's not because it's because we live in an era where that stuff is possible it's we are millennials but we should be proud of it because look there are definitely some issues with our generation and I'll happily agree with that yeah there definitely are but majority of the time we are some of the most adventurous intelligent and you know even experienced people in the world. And I'm not saying experience in terms of life experience because for some of us we don't have too much. But I think we're globally aware. Exactly. Yeah. We with especially with the internet nowadays, the internet is a terrible and a wonderful thing. Like, you know, we can get caught up in the internet, but we've learnt so much from it. Um you know, if the, especially books as well. I advocate books. I said this at the start of the podcast. I didn't read books for a while. I've recently just been getting back into them. Um, you know, I had to read books for uni as well. Most of them were like, you know, biology, chemistry books. Yeah. But even that sort of stuff, like, I think everyone should learn a little bit of everything. Like, learn, you know, I think everyone should know first aid, to be fair. Everyone should know first aid. That's like a, if you don't... Basic survival skills. Yeah, basic survival skills. Like, even though we live in the 21st century, which means, you know, technically you don't need to know that stuff because there are professionals and specialists that do know that stuff. I think it's insanely hand, handy to have, you know, and it's not like, 
and I say this with conspiracy nuts out there in mind, it's not like we're heading into a zombie apocalypse, okay? This is, it's very much more of a, it's something to learn. Yeah, especially when you take that more adventurous path, you might end up in the in the forest at some point, and you might fall over and, like, in like yeah. graze or cut yourself, you know, you need, you need to be able to know the basics to, yeah. you know, come out of that situation in the best shape. Like, I think everyone should know some, 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 like, computering skills. I think everyone should know, you know, a bit of biology, a bit of chemistry, a bit of teaching skills, you know, a bit, bit, bit of lore as well. I think everyone should know accounting. Accounting is, like, a skill that, you know, is very much needed in this generation. Well, when you consider that prosperity is so heavily tied in with money and finances and accounting is literally the language of finances of those, yes it's it, it's a no-brainer like you should know this like people that's why i think the argument that schools should teach that stuff absolutely i think there should be there's actually there's actually certain schools in sweden and i think that are popping up in america now they're actually teaching those like basic skills like like everyone has to do like cooking classes Everyone has to do, like, I'm not talking about, like, food tech. I know most people did food tech at school. <coughs> it doesn't actually teach you, like, like, food tech didn't really teach you, like, nutritional values. It was more of a fun thing. Mm. Like, it was more focused on, like, oh, today we're going to cook sushi or we're going to cook, like, pasta. I did, there was definitely a, a good amount of theory involved. There was, there was, like, theory, but I think, like, everyone should kind of, like, know that stuff. Like, it's, mm. it's not so much, I don't think it's something that should be optional to learn. And, like, everything should be optional to learn, to be fair. But if, if you're one to be seriously, like, taking advantage of your life and wanting to, know, wanting to know what you're doing in the future, learning all of this background stuff is probably a way to get you started, especially when you're young. Like, if you're, like... Like, I'm not talking about don't teach people advanced math when they're, like, 12. <laughs> you, no one should take advanced math without knowing that they want to do advanced math, okay? Mm. That's, like, torturing yourself. That's not good. But, you know... I think people, especially when they're young, like the first imprint is like, especially when I was like nine years old, I knew I wanted to do something science related. So that's why I did all science subjects. But like if you're, if you're young of age and you don't know what you're doing, which obviously a lot of people that are listening to this right now are probably, you know, our age. Yeah. Friends. But yeah, friends, you know, family. But if you know, if you don't know what you're doing or, you know, you want to learn something new, learn something new, you know, study something else, whether or not you're directly interested in at the moment. Like, I... I don't know. I would definitely choose something you are interested in. Yeah. Because well, you retain the information so much better. Definitely interested in. Yeah. But, like, like if, for example, if you don't want to learn about, you know, horses, don't learn about horses. But if you want to learn about, you know, like, accounting, or actually, accounting we've already established is quite important. Yeah. Please learn about accounting. Just basically, Please, you know, please learn, you know. I'm sure most of you guys know, but... Yeah, but... Like, even if you want to get more depth into it, like, I always get curious about stuff. Like, I always want to learn more about something. Like, if someone says, like, oh, I did this the other day, I always ask a follow-up question because I'm like, that actually sounds really, really interesting and I want to know more about it. And there's been several times where I've actually come home and done research on it because I'm like, huh, that might be handy for me to know in the future. It's probably keep it in the back of my head at least. Yeah. Well, like, even... You brought up the start of that. I, I don't like when people... So I just talked for a long time. Because, no, it's cool, cool. It was very informative. Very good insight. But, like, what I was going to say was, like, people like Jay Paul, they, like, really flame high school for not teaching you those life lessons, like, 
how to get a Lamborghini. You know what I mean? Like, there's oh, yeah. real life yeah. lessons. But the one thing I think, like, especially schools nowadays, and I think a lot of them have started to switch their teaching yeah. models, they should honestly just be teaching you how to learn. Yes. We live in an information information age where you can literally find anything yeah. at the t- at literally you don't even have to type it anymore. You just speak it and they tell you the answer. <laughs> like what's no, the that's point very of, true. like like yes, un- you need to understand like what basic geography and understand what maps and stuff. But like there's so many things like you don't need to know because you can literally just ask your phone. Like the one thing you need to learn is how to learn. Yeah. And when and you, you almost know someone who doesn't know how to learn when their argument is they should have taught us in school. Because if you think your only learning happens at school, then, you no, already, then you've already lost it live. I'm sorry. We, as if I said... You, if, if that's you right now, please, start learning. We Learn live, how to learn. We live in an age where information is everywhere. And I mean everywhere. And you as you just said... within your pocket. Literally, you can... Look... I find it probably easier to type it in than to speak. Oh, I never it's speak just, it. I'm just saying it's an option. It just feels weird. <laughs> yeah, no, you it, talking, feels, it feels too futuristic. You, you talking to a computer and the computer goes, we found information on this. You know, here, take a look at it. No, I'd like to know exactly what I'm looking up. So I type it in, but it's all there in front of you. You get like a billion hits for some things. And it's like, you could read all of that. It would take a while. You'd probably be sitting there for a long, long time. But you could read all of it and you could get all the information. And it's like, you know, this is this is that kind of age where anything is possible for you to learn in an environment where any environmental learning is good for you. And whether or not that's, you know, how you look at this age, you know, we live in a time where, you know, phones can do things that phones could never do before. You know, I remember we've been born in a, a generation where phones you know I my, my first phone was touchscreen you know I'm 21 years old and you know I, obviously I was kind of born into that generation where that was possible but you know it, even back when they were touchscreen you know Google was around and there was still so many more things happening in the world like we keep expanding knowledge from every single source like we're learning new things about the law we're learning new things about the universe you know astrology biology chemistry um, learning more things about like e-commerce as well, um, something Seb's into very highly. Um, learning more things about you know the oceans, like you know with especially being such the uh, you know, adventurous generation that we are, and even people like you know Elon Musk who are ex- exploring space right now, like that's that kind of. And I think Seb um, Seb has a bit to say on this as well, but it's. It's very, you know, once we actually do get into space, <laughs> and I can't believe that it's actually happening. I mean, we're, we're in a time <laughs> where we can actually consider settling on another planet. Um, you know, I think, I think actually a couple of days ago, they just found um, water on Mars, which was really, really interesting because, or they found samples of or evidence of rather, not actual water. Um, but something like that is just crazy to me. I mean... It's that informative age. Um, and, you know, information's everywhere. And, you know, I've repeated that saying probably 20, 30 times now. Uh, but most of the time, you know, I think why is a really good question to ask. Why is why is genuinely a topic of conversation that comes to, you know, everyone's minds each day? 
Now I'll be honest, I just went to the bathroom and right, that's I, I know that that's why I was talking random for and fifty I know whatever Jacob had to say was gold. No, um, it wasn't. But I noticed that he sort of moved on to the last point, which is why. And I think yeah. out of respect for your time and we don't even know how long it's been gone. It must have been oh, it's definitely been an hour right now, but <laughs> it's been over that. Very much. We're not we're not we're not here to like preach that we know everything. We're just talking about no. what we've learnt. No. And we've still got 60, 80 odd more years of learning to go, but it always stems back to the same question of why, you know what I mean? And why I did are say, we here? I did say when we were writing this dot point down, um, you know, you know, Seb suggested why are we alive, and I just said why, question mark. Yeah, because we just left it a why. Because again, this comes to people asking questions. Well, I think it's more of a an idea that people should be asking questions. You know, especially, you know, talking about Google just then, you know, people should be, like, looking stuff up. Like, you should, in an age where Google is available, for you to literally... Google literally is almost infinite. That's what Google is. Like, it's a ridiculously large number. Oh, the, the, the fact that they foreshadowed their business and knew what they're going to become and call themselves Google is kind of cool. It's kind oh, of, it's, kind it's of nuts. But that's that's the the idea that you can look up anything anywhere and learn about it is why. That's and I think one of the main reasons that we do live is to learn. And that sounds very like high school year ten kind of, you know, speech. But it's true. We live <laughs> and we learn. It's 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 very true. And I can't I can't stress this enough. Please learn. Um, go do something new. Yeah. Why do it? Because you can. Literally. That's my answer to it. Why? Because you can. Yeah. I mean, if it's illegal, think about it. Don't do it. But you could do it, but don't do it. Okay? Mm. I'm not advocating doing illegal things right now. Because even when it comes to Googling things, like, you don't, like, this whole comes down to, like, learning how to learn it's you don't want to just take everything for for black and white you want to question why 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 is this written the way it is um particularly with mark like particularly with social media and i come from a marketing background so i know that everything that you see almost has does have a why behind it like everything is very is created with a goal in mind a goal for you in mind. And you might not even know it, but when you, when you put an Instagram post out yourself, you might be thinking that you're a very, you know, pure person, but even subconsciously, you have a why on what you want people to think about that post, you know what I mean? And yeah. the emotions you want to convey in that post. So, you know. I think, I think the point of like, especially with like social media right now, the majority of the time that I do post something, it's just to let people know that I'm alive. Because if, like, if I wanted to get, you know, there's people that make, like, you know, three, four Instagram posts a week. I think I've made one in the last year. Mm. <laughs> like, that's not because I want something out of that Instagram post. It's more so, you know, hey, I'm still here. I'm living. Yeah, and yeah. most of the time, I think that people do get the wrong message from... That's why in, social media is a bad thing in a way, like, because... I don't want to go too far into social media. I want to kind of wrap this up. I think we've been talking for a while. 
and I can don't get me started on social media. I literally did. The I reason I was someone. very I I laughed a few a few like minutes ago because I was like my foot was on the desk in front of us. Yeah. And I pointed down to it with Seth and it was like ripped and I don't know how. But like <laughs> the veins were like popping out and I had like you know, there was like muscle coming out and I was like, Whoa, that's weird as but yeah, yeah, like that's that's how tired I am right now. So I feel like this is probably a good time to wrap this up. Um, it's, it wasn't really, it was, it's a Christmas special, but it hasn't really been Christmas themed so much, but I feel like we'll have, you know, I was just going to say something that I always ask people is like purpose and you can sort of ter- interpret purpose as why, right? And Sadhguru puts it best and he also, he almost sums out, sums, sums it up the way I would. He got it. He got the question of what is our purpose, right? And the Sadhguru says, isn't it beautiful when you don't have any goals, you can just live? Yeah. You know what I mean? Sorry. No, I just thought I'd let this sit in. Because I think it ties, ties back nicely to our whole goals, I think. It's like, you can have a goal, but at the end of the day, why are we here? It's to live. It's to, and it ties back to Christmas, right? We're here to enjoy life with the people around us. It's not about the gifts. It's not about the, the quick dopamine rush you get from unwrapping the wrapping paper on t- the morning of the 25th. Best believe I can do that quick. It's That's a short-lived dopamine. You know what I mean? The real joy of life and the real the real why of life is... That's just, that short-lived dopamine. Yeah. It's just to, it's to in, enjoy the experiences, enjoy the... Enjoy life with the people around you. Have a laugh. Don't take everything so seriously. No, don't. Please. Yeah. Do it for us. Don't take things seriously. Don't do it. Not all the time. Do it for yourself. Some things take seriously. Other things, you know, you, you'll, in your right mind, you will know when to take something seriously. Yeah. It feels right. Yeah. It feels right. You'll know when to take something seriously. And, you know, I know some of the, you know, I, and I I apologize for this because a lot of the people listening are going to be like, but Jacob, you take things seriously all the time, and I know I do. You definitely loosened up. I've, I've loosened up. Yet, I've loosened since, since being together for so long. Since though. since probably three we, three years. We hang out a lot now. After high school, yeah. The fact that we see each other, I'd say probably at the moment anyway, two to three times a week, easily is kind of nuts. <laughs> That's outside of work, mm. and um, it's always fun. Though. It is fun. That's why we do it. It is. It is very fun. Um, you know, this is the kind of, again, try something new, you know, we, we're, we're advocating for good life choices. Yes. I like that. That's, that's the point of this podcast right now is advocating for good life choices from what we've learned in the span of, well, this is all prior knowledge too, but majority of what our life lessons have been in uh, 2020. And you know, what is good for everybody will be different. Um, it's hard, kind of hard, like your intuition will probably tell you what's good. I think, at least for me, I strongly trust my gut. I feel like even like I did have that job earlier in the year and I quit, which to most people almost seems nuts. Like I really like that job as well, but it just felt right to quit and mm. like believe in myself, believe in my business, 
And I genuinely don't believe my business would be where it's at if I didn't quit. And if I didn't make that good life choice in terms of my own life. Because to most people's lives, that would seem like a bad choice. So it's always contextual. Everything's always contextual. But yeah, make the make the right decision for you, not for other people. I mean, if it's obviously if you're, you know, if you're thinking about your family in a moment, you know. And you know what? Obviously, we you'll know if it's a really bad decision. But if it, if you're not sure about the decision, I say just say yes. Yeah, because if you're, I think if you're not sure about a decision, but you could say yes or no. You saying yes isn't going to lead to any greater consequences than you saying no. Think about that. Because if you if, if you know you should say no to something, then say no to mm. it. Because then you know it's a bad decision if you say yes. But if you know it's not really... Well, it will matter. But it won't matter in the moment whether you say yes or no. Say yes. Yeah. Because that's that kind of forward thinking that us as a generation should be achieving. You know, we, we shouldn't have to search for answers. I mean, search for answers on Google. I'm talking about life answers. Don't go searching for answers on Google about life answers. Life is about learning from the moment and whether or not that's, you know, going for a walk. You see a bird on the side of the road. You like that bird. It's a good bird. You like birds. I love birds. <laughs> birds are great, okay? I literally have had this conversation. Birds look so... Birds don't have arms and they look weird as hell, okay? I love birds. They look weird. Without their wings out, it's just legs and a body. If the wings weren't there, it'd look really, really weird. Yeah. But I love birds. Don't get me wrong. Birds are great. Anyway, I'm very, very tired. So I think we're going to wrap this up. We'll speak to you soon. Bye. Ciao. This is the concierge, sir. I knew it was you. I could smell you getting off the elevator. You was here last night, too, wasn't you? Yes, sir. <coughs> I was. You was here, and you were smooching with my brother. <laughs> I'm afraid you're mistaken, sir. Don't give me that. You've been smooching with everybody. Snuffy, Al, Leo, little Mo with the gimpy leg, Cheeks, Bony Bob, Cliff. <gasps> It's a lie. I could go on forever, baby. I'm terribly sorry, sir, but I'm afraid you're mistaken. We're looking for a young man. All right. I believe you. But my tummy gun don't. Get down on your knees and tell me you love me. On your knees. I love you. You gotta do better than that. I, I love, love you. you. Maybe I'm off my hinges, but I believe you. That's why I'm gonna let you go. I'm gonna give you to the count of three to get your lousy, lying, low-down, four-flushing carcass out my door. One, two,
Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. And a Happy New Year.